So welcome everybody to this practical session on the runic yoga. This series includes some explanations about the practices of the Gnostic tradition, but also includes uh, some time to actually apply the exercise in a, obviously on a Zoom setting or um, via recording if you're listening on the podcast so that you can follow along and learn the techniques of this um, tradition itself and primarily the purpose of them, how they can benefit us psychologically, how they can, you know, deepen our spirituality, our connection with divinity, and more importantly, to apply the inspiration and the energy of our faith and our exercises towards helping and bettering our communities. So this rune is the rune Ur. And as you see, in accordance with the Nordic alphabet, the rune Ur is the U sound in Futhark, which is the language itself. It is the second letter of this alphabet. In the same way that you say alphabet or alephbet in Hebrew, A, B, Futhark are the first letters of the Nordic alphabet itself. Feo, Uruz, Thurisaz. Ansuz, Reitho, Kenaz, Futhark. So as the second letter of this alphabet, it's very significant because if you've practiced the runes before, again, this is a form of yoga in which you adopt the postures of the Nordic alphabet accompanied with prayer and sacred vocalizations. So these prayers and mantras, sacred sounds, help to activate energy in our body, but more importantly, help us receive divine energy the energy of Christ. We explained earlier that the rune Fa is the rune of the Father, the solar logos, the divinity within, the supreme God, which monotheistic traditions always emphasize and teach. The second letter is very interesting. Ur. Ur is the second letter of the alphabet, of Futhark. It is feminine in nature. The rune fa is the father. The rune ur is the mother. As we see within any religion, there is a father and a mother. There is a male sexual divine principle and there is a feminine sexual divine principle. And together they produce the holy son. Whether from any tradition, any religion, the principles are the same. So what we did with the rune ur as compared to the rune fa is that we're receiving light. The rune fa helps to uh, receive solar forces from the Father, from the atmosphere, in which you are praying for help for any particular problem that you're facing to receive spiritual strength. The rune ur is like a receptacle. The U shape, even in uh, the Nordic sense, which is a little bit inverse from our English letter U has the same, almost the same shape, represents a kind of divine chalice because the human body is a beautiful receptacle. It is a marvelous machine which can receive superior forces, which is why we do these exercises because we need strength, especially if we're suffering a lot. So the purpose of the rune Ur especially helps us to energize our consciousness and so we often talk in our tradition about the Christic energy that Jesus of Nazareth 
who came 2000 years ago, embodied and personified the highest divine principle, which is Christ and energy. And that energy permeates nature, permeates all things. So the runes were adopting postures that help us to channel the energies of Christ to become a conduit, a vehicle, an expression of the divine. These runes can help us connect and commune in our heart in a state of prayer, to have a personal relationship with our innermost being, the truth, the divine. Also, what's important about the runes too is that they teach us how to express spiritual states in our daily life. So if we have careers and jobs that are very difficult, very challenging, perhaps painful, perhaps our career or our family life or marriage may be like a crucifixion filled with ordeals. The runes give us energy so that we can express the best that is for our neighbor. To really love divinity above all things and our neighbor as ourself. So these runes are very effective. The rune Ur helps to strengthen virtue, can give us patience. We have more endurance for facing problems. And also could help us comprehend the psychological causes of suffering in ourselves. We also talk about, you know, in our studies, the three brains, you know, the intellect, the emotions, and the spine, the motor center, instinct and sexuality and uh, impulse, will. These three brains are human machinery where we have the processes of thought, feeling, and action are precisely the centers in which our own defects emerge. You know, if we're, uh, you know, paying close attention to our psychology moment by moment, if we're observing ourselves, we find that throughout the day, in relationship to difficult circumstances, we see a lot of defects like pride, anger, resentment, fear, laziness, passion, lust. And the whole point of trying to, uh, do these practices is that, you know, we begin to sense our own psychology and get energy in the consciousness so that we can observe, remember divinity, especially when we're tested. You know, you have situations at your career or job that are pushing you to the edge of reacting rightly or wrongly. And when you have the energy of divinity, you know, we circulate that force through the runes, our own defects have less grip on our actions doesn't mean we become disassociated like we don't you know feel or think anything like a zombie it means that we have more empowerment in the soul to act appropriately for the benefit of others but also for divinity and for ourselves these runes also clarify the imagination you know if you're looking to expand your perception of things in meditation to perceive more within dreams this energy helps to awaken it. And also our state of serenity can be more profound. Concentration can be emboldened, inflamed, strengthened by using these runes. We also can receive inspiration for real deep change because, you know, we need a lot of help. We're very flawed. We make mistakes. We are imperfect. And so in the process of patiently understanding and studying our own 
errors, we learn to change. And so these runes can help. So it also helps to awaken the faculty of insight into deep problems, as I said. So what is the significance of the rune Ur? Would you see here the Nordic letter I included? But also I included the Hebrew. Because the Hebrew letter Het is very similar to the rune Ur. I mean, it's almost identical. And, you know, there's some people who believe that the Hebrew alphabet in its essence was derived from the runic alphabet. And the runes are one of the most ancient languages in the, on the planet. So the rune Ur or the Hebrew letter Het, as in the word Haya, really means breath. It also means life. The name of Eve in the Bible is Hava, which means mother of the living. The living life. And this is a beautiful symbol for something about our own psychology and our own experience that can really help us to make radical changes. So the rune Ur primarily is associated with the Hebrew Aur, which means light. You all know the biblical injunction. Yehi Aor Yehi Aor. Let there be light, and there was light. That light is perception. It is when you see. It is when you understand something so deeply that it fills your being. It gives you peace. Because when we perceive and understand the root of any phenomenon, as well as what in us creates suffering and chaos, we have the space and the humility to change and receive more communion or a deeper connection with the truth. So there's a prayer that accompanies this rune. And the rune Ur relates to the rune or the Hebrew letter Chet, the, the power of life. Or as you know, Jews say when they toast, Lachayim, to life. That life is spiritual life. It is life based on facts. Personal experience with divinity has nothing to do with belief. So this rune can help us connect with that. And as you see here, some images you know, we wanted to point out towards point the out the universality of the rune Ur in relation to the divine feminine. We have the Virgin Mary below coddling the Christ child that infantile spark of divinity that is born in our hearts when we have properly prepared ourselves through initiation. This divine feminine, this Virgin Mary, is also represented by the divine mother of Krishna, the Hindu Christ, a beautiful symbol of that same principle. We also have Osiris, Isis, and Oros which is even more compelling, especially when we study the runes. Oros, Aoros, the light. Oros, the son of Osiris and Isis, the divine father and the divine mother. Yahava in Hebrew or Jehovah. Oros is the spirit. And this spirit is the spark of God. That spirit is divinity. The light within the heart that really drives the best in us and has nothing to do with our imperfections, our pride. And that light cannot mix or mingle with our own innermost devil.
our own adversary. The one that challenges us, our mind. So the rune Ur works with Aor to accumulate light within the body, within the heart, within the mind. And we pray to the Divine Mother because through the Divine Mother is how we receive Christ. From a virgin, from a pure state of being, when the body is clean and pure, psychologically, emotionally, psychically, spiritually, then we can give birth to Christ. So there's a prayer we use. It's from the magic of the runes. And we're going to recite it together when we perform these mantras. Within my internal real being resides the divine light. Ram Io is the mother of my being. Devi Kundalini. Ram Io. Help me. Ram Io. Assist me. Illuminate me. Ram Io. Divine mother of mine, Isis of mine, thou hast the child Oros, my true being, in thy arms. I need to die within myself so that my essence might be lost in him, him, him. What does this mantra that we are going to prolong together mean? Ram Io. You, you switch the letters around, you have Mario. Mary. Mar means sea in French. Io is the power of the divine feminine amongst the Greeks. Ramio is a mantra, invokes the divine feminine within our heart. We all have our own particular divine mother who has been personified within every religion without exception. She is within the being. She is within our heart. She is the one who leads us by the hand to heaven. Without her, Christ cannot be born in the heart. And so Devi Kundalini Ram Io, the mother of our being, she is the one who gives birth to Oros, Aor, the light. Without her, we cannot generate light. We cannot understand what we see. So our essence, we need to die within our self, our defects. We have to die on the cross. We have to face our passion and suffering, our ordeals, so that our essence, our soul might be lost in him, in Christ. The Divine Mother is known, you know, sometimes as Kali, because she is the force that pulverizes our anger, our pride, our lust, and extracts the light that is trapped there. Without her, we cannot be freed. We cannot be saved. She is the one who, out of her generosity, fights for us and consoles our heart when we suffer. So, something to think about is the posture. When we do the rune ur, you're gonna you can either stand like in this image, or you can sit in a chair because you will need to bend your knees. So, by sitting in a chair, if you have some issues with posture or standing for prolonged periods, you can sit in a chair, Western style, 
and simply extend your arms out. So notice that in this posture, you see this man standing almost in the shape of the Sanskrit letter Aum, which is no coincidence. The, the calligraphy of this, you know, sacred word of Aum in Hinduism, which is related to God as a sacred mantra, is very deep. Aum is Aur. The being, divinity, is light. It is a state of perception. And we need to learn to connect with that. So with our, with light, with this posture, we're going to, you know, either sit, seated, or uh, standing, whatever is our preference. We seek to become like a chalice or receptacle, like in this image, like a cup that flows with honey and milk. That energy comes from our Divine Mother, and she is the one who generates Christ in us, into our spine especially. As symbolized by Aleph in Hebrew, as you see here, reading right to left, which is our breath. We're working with our, our breathing our, to pray and to vocalize so that we can raise energy up our Vav, which is the middle letter, the spine, up to our Resh, which is our head, and therefore receive light. Ur is Aur. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to leave this image up for us. We're going to perform the prayer. So what you can do is, when you're listening, you can re recite the prayer after me. And then we're going to prolong the mantra in two breaths. So it'll give us some time. You're also welcome to pronounce Ramyo in one breath, but I think for our purposes, we'll extend it because we want to get you know more focus, more energy, more concentration. So the mantra sounds like this, and it involves rolling your R's. If you're not perfect at rolling your R's, like speaking in Spanish, that's perfectly fine. What matters is our intention and our prayer. Here's what the mantra sounds like. Every time we see Ramio, that mantra, we'll prolong it. We'll do five sets of this entire prayer. Focus on your heart, your consciousness. Whatever we are struggling with, whatever ordeals we are facing in life, let us pray to our innermost Divine Mother, the Virgin Mary, the Divine Feminine, Kundalini, to give us help. Close your eyes. You can even rest your hands over your heart. Your right over your left. Concentrate on a problem that is perplexing you. 
may be causing anger, fear, uncertainty, resentment, despair. You do not need formula to communicate with divinity, although they can be helpful. Whatever is in your heart, lay it open like an altar to God. Ask her to inspire you, to help you comprehend what you must do. Beg her. Plead with her. Cry to her. She is the balm of suffering that heals any pain. Ask her to guide you to help you. At this point, <clears throat> we're going to perform the mantras, the prayer. Remember her as you pray. Within my internal real being resides the divine light. the mother of my being, Devi Kundalini. Assist me, illuminate me. Divine Mother of mine, Isis of mine, thou hast the child Oros my true being in thy arms. I need to die within myself so that my essence might be lost in him. 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 Rest your arms for a moment if you need to. Let us continue. 
within my internal real being resides the divine light. Mother of my being, Devi Kundalini. Help me. Assist me, illuminate me. Divine Mother of mine, Isis of mine, thou hast the child Horus, my true being in thy arms. I need to die within myself so that my essence might be lost in him, him, him. Rest your arms for a minute. Continue to pray. Let's extend our arms again. Within my internal real being resides the divine light. Mother of my being, Devi Kundalini. Help me. Assist me, illuminate me. Divine Mother of mine, Isis of mine, thou hast the child Oros my true being, in thy arms. 
I need to die within myself so that my essence might be lost in him. 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 Rest your arms again. Continue to pray. You can even imagine in your heart a beautiful light radiating out through the body to our mind. Filled with love and compassion. Altruism and faith. Inspiration for humanity. Let us extend our arms again. We'll do two more sets. Within my internal real being resides the divine light. the mother of my being, Devi Kundalini. Assist me, illuminate me. Divine Mother of mine, Isis of mine, Thou hast the child Orus, my true being, in thy arms. I need to die within myself so that my essence might be lost in him, him, him. Rest one more time. Continue to concentrate on your heart. Last time, send your arms out again. Continue to deepen your prayer, your concentration, your supplication. Within my internal real being resides the divine light. Oh. 
is the mother of my being. Devi Kundalini. Help me. Assist me. Illuminate me. Divine Mother of mine, Isis of mine, thou hast the child Orus, my true being, in thy arms. I need to die within myself so that my essence might be lost in him, him, him. Let us rest. We can place our hands over our heart, right hand over our left. Let us give thanks to our Divine Mother. Ramio, the Virgin Miriam. Let us also give thanks to their intimate Christ. Oros, the Son. Let us give thanks to our spirit, our inner God. Let us pray that whatever obstacles we are facing, whatever challenges we are experiencing in life, that we continue to be guided and to receive inspiration and strength for overcoming suffering. Not only for our good, but for the good of humanity. So, at this point in time, if you have questions pertaining to the practical, I invite you to ask. So we don't have to, we don't have a lot of time except, uh, you know, just to prioritize questions relating to the Rune Ur because, uh, you know, there might be other questions that we can answer via email, but I encourage you if you have questions about this Rune, your experience about this or the practices itself, please ask. You can unmute yourself or, uh, you can also raise your hand in the Zoom feature, and I can un I can uh, unmute you. So we have a question in the chat. Do we have to face any direction? Good question. I'd say in the mornings, face the east. 
because that's where the sun rises. You can, and when the sun is set, you can face the west. Um, either way, what matters is your prayer, your concentration, your heart. Any other uh, questions? Um, I have a lot of attachment for the forms that my divine mother takes and then destroys. Um, where does she go? Does she like go back into um, the external world and like even into Christ and other people? It's an interesting question. Our divine mother is with us in every moment. The forms can appear and disappear. But the being is. There's a saying in the Quran. We are closer to you than your jugular vein. We, you know, and I know in Islam, you know, monotheism, they reject the feminine. But the reality is that we, divinity, which is the perfect unity of all spiritual beings, really divine beings, is omnipresent. The forms can appear and vanish like a dream. But our Divine Mother as a presence is always with us. We just forget her or we ignore her. So to avoid attachment to forms, we have to be open to the new. You know, and part of the runic exercise, what's beautiful about it is that the rune Ur gives us a codified practice, a discipline that, you know, when we're open and receptive, like, a, you know, an antenna. Suddenly, as we're praying and we're closing our eyes, we're, we're vocalizing, we're visualizing, suddenly something new emerges in our heart. It's a novel inspiration an intuition, an insight. We can't be attached to the past. You know, maybe we had a vision or a dream or experience where we were talking with our divine mother. They're very beautiful. But she has infinite forms because she is infinity. She is the absolute. And so she basically takes on forms to teach us in accordance with our level of being. I think the way to overcome the attachment piece is open up your mind. Don't seek or expect anything. You pray, you open up your mind, you open up your heart, and you wait. You see, a lot of people talk about prayer, in a sense, some prayers to memorize, like recite this. And that's only one half of the equation. The other half is when in a state of serenity and lucid visualization, clarity, emptiness, and silence, then she can speak. And then we see the new. And so we have to be constantly vigilant not to be attached to past experiences because the beauty and magic of this path is that we're always seeing the new, the novel, the original. And then we no longer have to imitate. We're always constantly originating you know, those new images inside, or better said, we're receiving like a receptacle of the rune Ur, all that 
bountiful knowledge, which really cannot be contextualized just to one time or place, but is universal. I hope that answers your question. Non-attachment, really, uh, or serenity and open up your mind and look for the, or basically open up oneself for the new. That's how we keep the practices fresh and no longer mechanical. You know, we shouldn't practice like we're, we know how to do it every time. You know, and that's not the point. The point is to see something new and to find the new in each moment. As we say from Salman Vyorm, the philosophy of the Gnostics is momentariness. Doesn't mean impulsivity, Do just do stuff randomly in the moment. It means follow the original author of being in the heart who is always new, always original, always pristine. Does that answer your question? Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I was I was gonna say about uh, I do that every morning, but when I um I used to I used to do it outside, um facing the sun. And I thought it was easy, but if you've got you've got the sun in your face, you can you know that you can see like the light better sort of thing um but i think uh, you sort of answered the question anyway where you said about facing the sun you know in the morning and then uh, in the in the evening as well right uh but i was i was going to ask but i don't think it's relative uh, relative to it but you're on about the divine mother I, be I believe there's five aspects to her what what are them five aspects have you heard that before or you know what I mean? Or is, is that not relative to this? No, it is related. You know, I'm, we talk about it in electric on uh, the course beginning self transformation, the Divine Mother. You have the unmanifested Divine Mother Kundalini, the particular Divine Mother related to, uh, and again, we can correlate this with the Tree of Life. The unmanifested is related to the Ain Sof. The particular individual divine mother is, you know, Bina. We have divine mother death relating to Geburah. We have divine mother nature relating to the body, Malkut. And we have the instinctive feminine female or divine magi relating to instinct and the elemental kingdoms of nature. There's a lot of depth to how she expresses and really in particular these five ways, but obviously there's more because she's infinite. But we study these five because there's a lot of practical knowledge associated with them that can help us understand, you know, in what level are we connecting with her? So I recommend you study that lecture, uh, the Divine Mother and the course Beginning Self-Transformation. We go into a lot more depth. And I purposefully practice the Rune Ur five times in relation to that. So remember that the number five is very beautiful and symbolic. You have the pentagram, the five-pointed star, which is a human being with the four limbs and the apex of the head, which when it's upright follows the divine mother. But when it's facing downward is following, um, you know, the infernal, the diabolic. Yeah, study that lecture. You know, we'll provide it in the chat. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Are there any other uh, 
Questions? Okay. Yeah, very simple practice, right? Very profound. You can practice this every time you wake up in the morning. Whatever cycle of runes you do, this is very good for, um, you know, working with, um, right, with the, with the energies of the sun, right, when you wake up. But also, especially connecting more with our heart, with our divine mother. So I suggest you do it every day if you can, you know. The runes can give you a lot of strength.